Hello and welcome to another spooktacular episode of DWN Productions. Fingers trying, crossed. Trying to die. I can relate to your pumpkins. <laughs> Can't we all, especially around this time of year? And around Christmas, even more so. But we'll get to that during the long December. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, you'll have some fresh pumpkin pie ready for everybody around that time. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're technically supposed to be ready until February. So they are definitely not going to make it, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, you never know. So We'll see. Well, I guess uh, February you can make some pumpkin turnovers. Or since it's February, I can just cut a hole in a pumpkin and shoot a movie. Because it is yeah. the month for lovers, you know. It's true. It's true. Forgot about that. It's all right. You got other things going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how was your week? Pretty good. Uh, old Red, he stopped into town. He was telling me all about the trucking lifestyle. And Did he pull the semi of... up into your house and everything? Definitely not. I would not let him park that shit on the fucking driveway, cracking the cement and all that. 100% no. But uh, I guess they have to. they can only drive for a certain amount of hours. And yeah. then they have to take like a day and a half off. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, coincidentally, he was at a truck stop relatively close to the house. I'm not just going to let him stay in there all fucking day. It's like, come on, bud. I'll pick you up. We'll hang out for a little bit. Go out and get a bite to eat. And then I'll drop you back off in your truck for you to wallow in misery in the middle of nowhere. Sorry, dog. I can only do so much. <laughs> but it's definitely good seeing him. Red's a good fucking dude. Glad to help out where I can. Don't all you motherfuckers start hitting me up trying to come over because it isn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, but yeah, it was good to see him. Safe travels. It's fucking crazy. One of these days, we might have to have him on here to actually talk about trucking. Some of the shit, it was just like, well, what the fuck? Like he was saying all this shit he hated about it. But, oh, man, I like doing it. It's like, what the fuck? But isn't that everything? Yep. It's the way of the road. It's a love-hate relationship kind of job. Kind of like, I don't know, being an artist of some sort. You know, or, you know, owning a business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like all this pluses last and cons. So. Say that again? It's all pluses and cons, you know? <laughs> Fucking pros and cons. Yeah, you know, or pros and minuses. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've been doing a lot of thinking today of just like, hey, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I sure hope this is going to be very sustainable for the future because I really don't have any skills I have, I, no, I take that back. I do have skills, but they are very specialized and don't uh, translate to a general a general assembly. So yeah. fingers crossed for the uh, A-bomb, Joe. I've, uh, I've got a very short or low tolerance, I guess, for idiocy now. And uh, so I can't work with the with the general public and shit like that, you know. Not good for me. So yeah, everybody go to fastcustomshirts.com, buy some shirts. Go to dwmproductions.net and buy some shirts. Mm, fuck. Yeah. Uh, this week, I was uh, I was in the shop a lot. Yeah. Was in the shop, Tom. You know, toiling away. And then uh, yesterday, I did one of those outdoor markets, Tom. And boy, was it windy! Sure was windy, Tom. How many tents blew away? One, and it was kind of funny as shit. Nope, I didn't take one. (laughs) It's gonna be windy as shit today. I'm not taking my tent. That's dumb. Um, Well, you always go to this one, and every time you talk about it. Not the best things to say, so we won't name it, but you keep no, I going, mean, I always, Joe. I always do okay. You know, I always do all right. Uh, I didn't have anything to drink this time because I thought maybe afterwards I was going to head back to the shop. But uh, the wind just kind of took it out of me. So. <laughs> and it was hard to fly your broom or what? Yeah. 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 It's hard to navigate. And uh, now nah, I just wanted to get home and take a shower. And on the way home, I thought, you know what? Whopper's got that new burger. They do a burger for Halloween every year. You, you know that, Tom? I do. Yeah. Usually so, it's uh, African-American buns. But this year. Yeah, last year they and the year before, they did, yes, a, a black colored bun. And it was supposed to make your shit turn like fluorescent green or something. I, I didn't get that one. This year they did like a ghost pepper, you know, and this is and it's orange bun like a pumpkin, and ghost pepper, you know, because ghosts. <laughs> Halloween. I and, forget what what noises do ghosts make? Um, and yeah, well, my burger didn't make that noise. Wait, was that a ghost? Right, yeah. And it didn't taste like Patrick Swayze. Like ghost peppers. Uh it wasn't fucking hot at all. It tasted like a it tasted like their whopper, which I don't usually get because it's just not a satisfying burger. I usually go with the Texas 
Whopper, which they don't have outside of Texas, you explained to me. Um, you know, that one has some jalapenos in it, double meats, you know, some cheese. and Bacon uh, and mustard, and it doesn't yeah. have the uh, catsup. And occasionally, you know, some of those jalapenos, they got some spice to them. It's like, hey, this is all right. It's a good burger. Uh, the Ghost Pepper Whopper does not have any of that goodness. I do not recommend this burger at all. Fuck it. It's also uh, somewhat expensive, you know, like because it's, I don't know, limited edition. It's one of those you know, special yeah, items. A novelty burger. So you're paying for nothing. It's the weird aisle of hamburgers. Don't do it. Excuse me. Uh, I also went out to uh, a fast food establishment. My uh, mom wanted some Jersey Mike's, so we head over to the old Jersey Mike's. And uh, there was a line, excuse me, there usually is, because uh, Jersey Mike's is a reputable sandwich shop. Anyways, the Spaniard comes walking in. And, you know, I'm just looking around. I look out the window, because what else am I going to do? Look at the fucking people making sandwiches and shit. Guys are already making them, so I know their dick beaters are all over it. Nothing I could do about that. So I'm just going to look out the window. And uh, and then the dude starts talking to me. And uh, first it's just like, oh, hey, because, you know, he thought I was looking at him or some shit. I was like, oh, what's up, man? Or it's more like this, like a Spaniard's. But anyways, he was just talking about fucking everything, like being in Vietnam, getting shot, how you got to keep moving your body, how food is just substance, sustenance, and like you got to always have a dog in case of the apocalypse. And, you know, you find the stuff to eat, see if the dog will eat it first, because if the dogs won't eat it, then you shouldn't eat it. Just remember... It's all just nourishment to keep your to keep your body okay. It doesn't matter what it is. And then he was saying, Hey, do you know where the N-word comes from? I was like, What? <laughs> We're in the middle of fucking Jersey Mike's, and there's a fucking African American family right in front of my mom. So one person away. And he's spouting off with this shit. And I was like, what the fuck? And then he whips out like an old school fucking rubber band fucking folded wad of cash. <laughs> it was the craziest shit ever. But on the jalapeno, or as you would say, jalapeno thing, he said the only reason those came into uh, popularity is because back in the day, they'd have to carry all this meat. They didn't have refrigerators. It's the Spaniards, this is. So they would uh, put jalapenos on it to cover up the taste of the rotting meat. Because all you would taste is jalapenos. So enjoy your food. Don't get jalapenos. Because all you taste is the jalapenos. Well, they, but with an accent. They did that with salt a lot, too, to cover up the rot. Yeah, so... Uh, did he have like spikes on the ends of his boots? <laughs> he was wearing sandals, I think, but we'll okay. get to that. All right. Yeah, questionable, questionable guy. Yeah, people, man. People. You know what they say? 
people are talking. Talking about people. Joe. Yeah, they also say people are strange when you're a stranger. You know another word for strange, Joe? Strong J? Yes. <laughs> Stingray. So, Joe, what did you watch? Tom, I watched He's Watching. This is a... Uh, this is a release of a film that was made during the COVID times. And, uh, Remember that? Yeah, I didn't know that, but it's this director that directed, uh, I don't know what the fuck he did. He directed Rings, which I haven't watched, and other shit that, you know, was out in the theaters. But uh, this is not out in the theaters, nor will it ever be. It is a uh, found footage type flick, and it's about a plague that uh, decimated the adults. It doesn't affect children. So there's these two children at home while their parents are in the hospital. And like there's this scene where they're riding their bikes through town. And I'm looking at it it's like, shit, man, how'd, how'd they do this? How'd they pull this off? Because there was nobody out in the streets. You know, it was like empty. There's no traffic. And it's, oh, okay, it was COVID times. So it was that time where nobody was out or any, nobody was doing anything. But anyway... They're at home and they're recording everything, you know, to send to their parents so let their parents know what's going on. And then weird shit starts happening, Tom. You know, there's an evil presence in this house. And this evil presence is also recording things, Tom. I don't know if he's got his own phone or camera or if he's using theirs when they're falling asleep. He's Maybe he's them. the Cenobite with the fucking camcorder sucking his fucking That would head. be cool. Yeah. Uh, but no, he wasn't in it. But uh, neither is he, unfortunately. Or they, them. Uh, I don't know how you want to say that. But this, uh, this movie was okay. I dug it. <laughs> anyway, I don't think anybody else that watches it, anybody ever would like this but i thought it was pretty fucking good thought it had Why? Some creepy moments i thought uh one of the kids was a pretty fucking good actor and uh it turns out these are the the director's kids and like some of the ghostesses are his neighbors and his wife or whatever so he was just killing time from uh well during the pandemic making this movie you know honing his art the only way he's could so good on him I think it's a good movie, but I cannot recommend it, uh, especially to you, Tom. <laughs> you know, maybe there's one or two people out there, you know, that watch or listen to this that might like it, but it's unlikely. Unlikely. Uh, what did I watch it on? <laughs> Redbox, maybe. Ooh. But uh, but yeah, but it was the free Redbox thing or one of the. One of those streaming channels he's watching. You're not going to watch it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I like it. Had a weird vibe to it, man. It was just, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What'd you watch, Tom? Joe, I watched a movie about the first black serial killer to wear a mask. Ted Bundy. No. The Zodiac's killer. 
No. How do you know? Well, <laughs> I definitely worked on a movie where it was a black killer wearing a mask. And I made the mask. <laughs> Hackley Axe Murderer. Anyways, they get around that by uh, setting this in the 90s. The movie's called Fun with Hackley, for anybody um, that wants to look at it My up. bad. But anyway, he worked on it. I didn't. I just <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this has uh, Tony Todd as a horror host. Fun with Hackley doesn't have Tony Todd. No, it doesn't. But well, uh, what's this one called? Come on, man. Oh, this this one is named after uh, the first black killer to wear a mask, Joe. And his name is Bitch Ass. Bitch Ass. <laughs> is this the name of the movie? Also, the name of the killer. Oh, points for the title. <laughs> so you know that name strikes fear into the hearts of many of many victims. So uh, Tony Todd's like the black Sven Gulli, and he's just like, we've showed you things like tales from the hood and people under the stairs and Candyman. Well, yeah. <laughs> and now we have bitch ass. He puts a fucking VHS in a fucking old school TV and we watch uh, bitch ass. It's uh, about a kid who gets caught up with the wrong crowd mm. and they're going out to uh, rob a house ah, that uh, the lady supposedly currently died in. Unfortunately, this house is inhabited by bitch ass. Why do they call him bitch ass, Joe? He's a bitch ass <laughs> because he's a fucking bitch ass. Right. <laughs> when he was a high school kid, he was uh, uh you know, he was what people in the '90s would call him. You know what I'm saying, Joe? They would mm -hmm. call him not so, not so nice words. Words that are much a lot less nicer than bitch ass. So uh, he loves games. He lives with his grandmama Johnson, and they just play games. And when he gets out of line with anything, she'll burn the shit out of him with a lighter or whatever she can find, because he's an old bitch ass. Uh, the kids at the school don't like him because, well, he's a bitch ass. So uh, he has the uh, hots for one of the bully's girlfriends, surprisingly. And uh, the bully has the girlfriend help him set him up so they can rough up bitch ass. But, I mean, they just cut the fucking shit out of him with razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> they do it like really old school. Yeah, bullying <laughs> used to be at a whole different level, you know, just saying shit about somebody online. That ain't nothing compared to what people like bitch ass had to deal with. That's right. So yeah, uh they used to call him well, we can't say <laughs> there's certain words you can't say, especially if you want to be monetized, you know. There's a six letter word in particular you don't want to say. <laughs> on YouTube. But go ahead, Tom. 
Tell us more about this bitch ass. So, uh, bitch ass turned into a bitch ass man, I guess. And he lives in this house wearing a fancy suit and a not so good mask. It looks like a, uh, like a Robin mask that was like stepped on and got cut up a little bit. It just looks like a, you know, a beat up Robin mask. Like he's ready to be in a fucking eyes wide open fuck party or some shit. Not a very scary mask for a killer, but it's bitch ass. So what does it fucking matter? Uh, And bitch ass gives you a chance. He just doesn't kill you, Joe. He plays a deadly game with you. (laughs) And if you win, then I guess you can go away. But no one wins. What kind of deadly games do they play, Joe? So he's a sporting man. (laughs) He is. Which is another word for bitch ass or or whatever, you know. Oh. What so, kind of games does he play? Let's see, probably like Parcheesi? No. However, no. you're not far off. There's a deadly version of Operation, where if you touch the sides, you're hooked up to a car battery or some shit. And then there's a deadly game of Connect Four, where you have to stick your limbs through the holes. And there's a fucking... Whatever guillotine blade. Guillotine, very good. Yes. And then uh what else is there? There's a deadly game of Jenga where when you move the wrong fucking things, you get hung a little bit more, which was questionable imagery for a black horror movie. And uh, you know, things like that. It had some uh what's the word I want to use? Imaginative and, uh, you know, like trying shit, editing and framing and stuff like that. It wasn't bad, but the motherfucking killer's name is Bitch Ass, and he fucking sucks. He looks stupid, and you can't take it seriously because his goddamn name's Bitch Ass. A comment from the chat that leads me to this question Did anybody warn Bitch Ass that masks are dangerous? <laughs> you know, because he cuts off your visibility. And that he should do better with makeup. I, it was, you know, like I said, it's one of those Robin fucking masks. So it's not like anything, any of your fucking visibilities fucked like up. Like the TV the Robin or the comic yes. Robin? Just that, you know, that stupid thing like you'd wear to a fuck party to pretend yeah. people don't know who you are. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. They could, if they would have changed the look of this guy... And made him fucking not so much of a goddamned bitch ass. Maybe, but, uh, you know, they want you to take it seriously. And you did. Nah. Nah. I mean, it's all right. It's worth a watch. And you said this is based on a semi-true story? (laughs) This is the story of my life. (laughs) Only the bitch ass part. I'm not black for the audio (laughs) listeners. (laughs) I am Italian, so some would say. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I would say uh, check it out if you're into slasher movies. It's not like laughably bad or anything like that. It's an okay movie, but uh, the fucking name of the character and the look really... Oh, fuck. And he does the spooky voice. Fuck. 
And if he could get rid of that shit too, just I don't know how he could not talk. He'd be like a fucking like a <laughs> you do this when he's what trying kind of to... a, what kind of kill count does he have in this movie? Uh I mean there's a few. Some of the stuff's okay, but there's not a whole lot. Like if there was more gore and they worked on bitch ass all around. Maybe named him like fucking bitch slicer or some shit. But yeah. Only if you're a hardcore slasher fan would I uh, recommend this because it is just okay. But it could have been pretty fucking cool and memorable. <sighs> bitch ass. Mm. Mm. If you're a hardcore slasher fan, well. I'm going to talk about Leaf Blower Massacre. I bought this about, I don't know, five, six years ago from the director. But, hey, it's Halloween time. I'll give this a watch. Threw it on. and uh, Well, this is a Leaf Blower Massacre 2. So it is a sequel to a short film. And uh, hadn't seen the first movie. So I'm kind of like, should I watch this? Will I be lost? You know, in the intricacies of this plot? No. No, not at all. So it is about somebody that's dressed up like uh, the killer in uh, Woodchipper Massacre. Or, no, what is it called? Nail Gun. Nail Gun Massacre. He's dressed like that, but he's holding a leaf blower. <laughs> and uh, going around killing people with this leaf blower because it's high velocity and it'll blow your skin off. You know? I bet that looks pretty cool. It did not. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, all the, the victims are students or one-time students of this one teacher that's going around trying to figure out what's going on. And there's this hard-boiled cop that's also trying to go around figure out what's going on. And he thinks the teacher is the culprit, Tom, the, the murderer, the serial killer's if you will. And uh, yeah, it goes from there. You know, it's uh, got some moments that are like supposed to be comedic that are not. It. Uh, Can I ask you this? Yes. Are they whole moments? Whole moments. There's some nudity. Yes, there's, there's a, some nudity. There's this chick in the shower for a little while. And uh, then she gets killed. As he puts that leaf blower in her private parts, you know we're Holy trying to shit. cussing. Does her head like inflate and her eyes pop out and shit? I don't remember. I was kind of tuned out by this point. This is pretty early in the movie, but they do have. <laughs> one of their, uh, Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna stick a leaf blower in a pussy hole and make milk shoot out of tits. Yeah, <laughs> um, they have a, a a death metal band play, which I'm guessing these are friends of the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, filmmakers or whatever. So yeah, you get to see them play for a little while. It's like okay. Are they good? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they're all right. Um, yeah, this is about what you'd expect for low budget horror flick. You know, uh, or a a spoof. I don't know, but uh, it's not the worst I've seen, and I've seen a lot, lot worse. Uh, of course, it's if you're into this kind of shit, you'll dig it. You know, if you come see me at a show, I'll probably have it in the box. You know? So, yeah. 
Yeah. I'll tell you this, okay? If you're uh, an independent filmmaker, don't spend so much time with your friend's band in your uh, movie. And also, don't load up your uh, special features with outtakes. Because the only people that give a shit about that are your friends that are watching this. You know, it's not like the average person is going to say, oh, let's see, what's his name? Goof on this. It's not like like you're watching somebody everybody knows, like uh, Damon Wayans or, or fucking <laughs> what the fuck? Ben Affleck, you know? <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> the first guy to come to your fucking I was mind. trying to think of that other Damon. I couldn't remember his last name. but uh, Keenan Ivory. Yeah. <laughs> Keenan Ivory Damon. The sister, whatever her name was. Uh, Moesha Damon. Moesha Damon Wayans. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, I mean, them. Oh, let's watch them flub their lines a little. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, you you're, you, and your friends just doing it? No, it's nobody, nobody's got an interest in that. But yeah, Leaf Blower Massacre. You're into low-budget slasher. No-budget slasher. Give it a watch. Give it a watch. Joe, I was in the Halloween spirit, but we'll get to that in a couple days, I guess. Hey, everybody, heads up. No live show this Sunday. We're going to record it early. I might have it set to premiere at the normal time, or we'll just fucking do it live then, and uh, I'll upload it then, and we'll just get it a few days early. This episode has been pre-recorded. No, this one is live. Here's a newspaper. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, spooktacular findings next week. But I did watch a Halloween special of sorts, Joe. This was an HBO comedy special, and they decided to do it Halloween-themed. This was the Joe Piscopo Halloween party. Have you ever seen this? I've never seen nor heard of this one. <laughs> but you know who Joe Piscopo is, yes? Who doesn't? A lot of people. Well, he's on TV now. He looks like a nutsack, kind of unrecognizable. But uh, he's on a lot of commercials trying to sell you some fucking fish oil or some shit. <laughs> he carried Saturday Night Live, you know. Uh, Did he? Yeah. Yeah, of course he did. Then he had that uh, great movie with Treat Williams, uh, Dead Heat. Dead Heat, yes. Yeah. That and uh, Dead Heat and him getting... Johnny Dangerously. He was in Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know a whole lot of old Mr. Piscopo's career. It's been a while since we've read off an IMDb list. <laughs> oh, no, shit. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> So uh, this starts out with a uh, with a skit. It's uh, kids trick or treating in a spooky neighborhood, and they go up to the door, and it's like Joe Piscopo dressed up as a wrestler. Hey guys, let me tell you, look what I got in here: Hulk Hogan's hair, the Iron Sheik's turban, and shit. It's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? And then some football player, I'm assuming. He comes up, he just does some more. We're all out of candy. So Joe Piscopo rips off the guy's fucking arm and gives it to him. 
And then they say, oh, live from whatever college this is, the Joe Piscopo Halloween special. And then he starts fucking singing like a dickhead. He does this shit called the white guy rap where nowadays, Joe, it would be considered a pretty offensive voice that he's putting on. <laughs> Did he have a hit song at one time? <laughs> He is a very musical comedian from what I've seen from his uh, HBO one-hour special entitled Joe Piscopo's Halloween Party. <laughs> but yeah, there is a, there's a lot of singing in it, a lot of him thinking he's really fucking good. And uh, George Wallace comes out pretending to be Oprah, and they do a black people can't swim joke. And they pretty much, Joe Piscopo just pretty much keeps calling George Wallace dressed as Oprah a fat bitch. <laughs> and then he dons yellow face and does a pretty stereotypical, what you would think, a uh, comedian in the 1980s doing a Bruce Lee impression would be. <laughs> so, yeah, he used to do impressions. Uh, so his, his big thing was Frank Sinatra. He would do Sinatra a whole lot. How, how do you think that went? I don't know what Sinatra sounds like. <laughs> to me, Mario. <laughs> it's just, yeah, probably sounds like Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would recommend this if you are highly offended <laughs> or if you're a drinking man. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking cringy. Not really funny. But, uh, you know, I've done some pretty cringy, not really funny things, too. So it's probably funny at the time. <laughs> I would say give it a watch. It's worth a laugh just because of how fucking ridiculous it is. Yeah, and he's a fellow countryman of yours. So, <laughs> so I looked it up. You know, I was looking up his name. Piscop oh, it doesn't have an E at the end. He's one of those. <laughs> Uh, oh. Fucking Spaniards. <laughs> so what did you watch? So Tom, saw us mentioning on this uh, DVD, The Leaf Blower Massacre 2, I'm going through the special features, and I see there's a short film on there called Leaf Blower Massacre. So I watched this short film, and uh, it's more of the same, but... They, uh, how it leave, how it ends up, you know, how it, the, the short film finishes part two, like picks up right afterwards. It's pretty cool how they like went from one to the other. So kudos to them on that. But yeah, it's a, uh, slasher flick with a dude with a lot with a leaf blower. So yeah, I watched that short film. So <laughs> Would recommend because it's only like four or five minutes. <laughs> do you have to watch the second one or do you pretty much get it in the first? I think you get it. You don't have to watch the second one first like I did. No, no, I mean at all. Can you just stick with the four minute one and get You everything? don't have to watch either one of them. <laughs> you go watch something good. Hey, Joe. Have yeah, you a, ever heard of the Mississippi mummy? No. 
Nope. I don't no. think anybody else has. And I'm not actually sure how I found this. Probably a bad movie page or the bad movie Reddit, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not or sure. other podcasts that you listen to so you can like <laughs> emulate their shit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other podcast that I listen to that's like horror movies. <laughs> There's a couple YouTube guys, Old Pizzow, the uh, Fruit Crew. Yeah, I think that's really it right now. Well, you got this other guy that, you know, he's just a horror fan that loves horror and horror movies. Oh, shit, that's right. Shout out to Neon Black, my bad. Shazam. Shazam, yep. <laughs> Anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the Missy Mudbomber. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is about 47 minutes long. So that, that helped. Fuck. Um, a lady rents an Airbnb. Maybe she gets to it. <laughs> and uh, it's like being renovated to the point there's like Tyvek tarps and, you know, fucking, uh, what are those fucking scaffoldings and drop cloths hanging from the ceiling and everywhere. It looks like if you touch the banister, it would fall off. Drop cloths are over that. It's like totally a place that's not ready to be rented for anything. But it doesn't matter because these guys are actually lured her there to a sacrificer to the Mississippi mummy which is really just like a dude with not good makeup effects smeared on his face, but only his face. So if he lifts his head up a little bit or turns to the side, you can totally see the different colors where the makeup stopped and where his fucking skin is. Looks really good. He looks like a real bitch ass. Is what he saying. looks like a real bitch ass. And uh, he's not dressed like a mummy at all. He's dressed like a fucking vampire, like a Dracula or some <laughs> shit. Uh, he walks the lady to the woods to get married by people. He turned into psoriasis-faced idiots. But uh, a private eye and a fat security guard guy foil it, and it's over. But uh, there's a scene they keep cutting back to. Where it's a dude in a fucking chair, and there's a guy just walking around him trying to be very intimidating, saying what I can only imagine is like 10 pages of dialogue. Worst actor ever. He flubs his lines, flubs his lines, and flubs his lines. Unfortunately for this movie and the people who watch it, the director didn't get another angle of this guy saying his lines. So every time he fucks up his lines, it just hard cuts to another shot of that same framing (laughs) where he's doing it right. And, you know, he's not in the same place or anything. And, pretty good it's some of the some of the funniest shit i've seen in a bad movie in a while so uh if you like bad dog shit movies to laugh at people trying to do something (laughs) mississippi mummy go find it it's short 
drink a couple beers before you put it on because it's short and uh i think you'll have a good time you know muzzle flashes aren't hard to come by for free on the internet these days you don't need fucking muzzle flashes <laughs> we don't even need gunshot sound effects all we need is the click of the toy gun you see would recommend joe the mississippi mummy spooktacular fun well tom i watched frankenweenie which is a short film from 1984 from a young tim burton who was just establishing his a relationship with disney and uh this is pretty much a remake of frankenstein but instead of reanimating a human they're doing so with the dog this kid's beloved dog that he was playing fetch with because but the dumbass kid was throwing the dog the ball towards the street so of course tragedy is going to happen and it does the poor dog sparky is his name it's hit by a vehicle put to rest and then the kid starts having ideas about hey we can you know bring him back something he saw the science teacher Paul Bartel shooting electricity through a frog and its legs was moving. So it's like, yes, we can resurrect old Sparky. And he does. And he brings Sparky back. But Sparky's a bit rambunctious. The people in the neighborhood, they're upset about old Sparky. And so they form a mob. And you got the whole windmill scene. So... You know how people were saying, oh, Werewolf by Night is such a throwback to the universal... Those people don't know fucking shit. They're dumb. This is a throwback to the universal movies. This one has nods to it, but it's not like wink, wink, see what we did there? See how clever we are? You know, universal. We love universal. Uh, this guy does actually have a passion for those movies, and it shows in this short film... And there's a cute dog in it. So how could you not like it? Highest recommendations for Frankenweenie. Uh, it was made into like an animated movie years, years later. I've never seen that one. But I will at some point. But it's not a real dog. So I'm probably going to watch Spooky Buddies instead. So I've never seen uh, I think I actually watched that a few years ago. Go through the archives because I can't speak. Go to the archives. Look at us. Probably episode one thirty-eight, but I, uh, so. I I could be wrong on that count. But yes, Frank and Weenie used to only be available as like a special feature on one of the Nightmare Before Christmas special editions. They had a special edition every year, I think. And uh, but now it's on Disney Plus. If you want to watch it, if you have that bullshit, Frank and Weenie. We should see if they got that. Uh... Winnie the Pooh show where they were all dressed in mascot costumes on Disney Plus. Maybe that'll be the next series I pick because that shit was fucking terrifying. <laughs> what all do I got in here? I got a movie you'll probably like, Joe. It's called Two Witches. Two and of it's them? An, yeah. T-W-O, not T-O-O. Like, mm. cheers to witches. Right. But, um, yeah, this, two. 
Oh. The way you said it was with a T-O. Shut up, you fuck. Anyways, Two Witches is an anthology <laughs> containing two stories, each one about a witch. The first one... A, the witch, uh, witch. Eh? Eh? Sandwich. Mm. Anyways, the uh, first story is about a pregnant lady who sees an old lady in a restaurant and it gets her shook. And then a lot of loud noises are heard that's supposed to startle you, like in the bathroom, in her room, anywhere. Just loud noises and you're supposed to go, oh, meals, deals. But, you know. You don't, because it sucks. And then uh, her and her boyfriend, fucking kid's gonna be a bastard, meet up with their fucking uh, two, you know, stereotype friends. One's a big, plump goth girl and uh, probably looking for Jimmy Dean sausages. And the other one's just a dork-ass motherfucker. They're a couple, and they say they're fucking, they're probably... It's hard to say, but I want to say late 30s, early 40s. And uh, they're just like, hey, let's break out the Ouija board. And I'm just like, all right, you're a little too fucking old for this. This movie's been really fucking shitty so far. I'm out. And I turn the motherfucker off and I'll never go back and watch it. Joe, you might like it. I would say would recommend for you. All right, but to Mississippi Dracula, you're like, <laughs> it was good because it sucked the whole thing. Okay, <laughs> to be fair, it was 47 minutes. <laughs> well, so was this one. If you watch one segment a day, yeah, I guess, but you that's know. how I watched the last eight or nine Gamera movies. <laughs> Breaking this into 30-minute segments. You know? But you know what I'm saying? I'm not required to watch this fucking movie. I don't know how much time I have left, Joe. That's true. And I don't like which movies to fucking begin with. This one was just new and just came out, so I was just like, spooktacular season! Ha <laughs> ha, fuck you! Would recommend. Two witches. Yeah, I haven't seen a... Uh, Arrow distributed movie, like a movie that they picked up solely for distribution, not like some 30-year-old movie or something that I've liked yet. So I yeah, you not... know they were still around. Yep. Hey Joe. They actually put out this. We'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, what'd you watch? That's it. That's all I watched, huh? That's it, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, let's see. Maybe we can hit them with a video, Joe. All right. Let's see it here. works this time. Look. Look at that. He got that going pretty quick. Now, for all of you that just listen to the podcast and don't watch the video, well, Tom says, fuck you. Oh, shit. Why do I got that on? It's not yeah. the spooktacular season. Oh! Yeah. That's the way I was I think you were right. Maybe we should just wait till the end for the audio listeners. Yeah. 
Should I play it? Yeah, I can't. We'll just wait till the end for, you know, to help the audio listeners out there. I think. I think that's the right thing to do, Joe. So, hey. You like Gamera? Gamera. Yeah. You're not going to talk about the Ichabod movies you watched? No, we'll talk about that on the spectacular episode. Because who knows how much time I'm going to have this week to fucking... Spoiler alert, next week or in the next couple days, it's going to be a Sleepy Hollow heavy episode. Yeah, I don't know how much I'll have a chance to watch, but (laughs) Gamera 2, Rise of Legion, Attack Attack. of Legion, Attack of Legion. So in this one, Earth is invaded by Legion. Which that's not its name. That's what just what some religious Japanese dude calls it, you know, because you know the the Bible, the King James version of the Bible, is real big in Japan. But anyway, because <laughs> uh, thank God all that mission work, right? The missionaries, yeah, during uh, after Nagasaki and uh, Hiroshima. Um, but anyway, uh, these bugs are are attacking Japan, and they're eating a bunch of glass. You know, and they're, you know, I don't know, but uh, (laughs) there's a lot of like back and forth, like everybody's trying to figure out what's going on, the science types, and then the army, kind of like the other movies, but it's good. You know, it fucking looks good, this invasion of these animals and like the the direction and the the acting is not great, but it's a step up. And uh, and old Potty McWeed smokes back. Yeah, yeah, she's but later on. So, but for right now, it's just like people trying to figure out, hey, what the fuck is going on? What are these things, you know? And how can we stop them? And it, it's uh, it's like a really good, you know, monster invasion movie. And then Gamera shows up. <laughs> and I mean, Gamera pretty good in the camera looks one. decent but in i this. think camera looks even better in this one and like the puppeteering and the movement and everything the lighting really helps yeah camera looks good yeah, he's um, when he's blowing the fire that looks kick-ass you know much better than it did before uh they probably agreed with me and said like hey that spinning flying shit looks goofy as shit we're not doing that so now he just flies like an airplane. His like fucking little flippers stick out, and he looks a like sea like, turtle, like a fucking airplane. Um, so he still looks stupid when he flies. But there's a, a scene in this where all the little like bugs, the locust type bugs, legion. legion, where they're all over him, and that scene looked kick ass. That looked really really good. Uh, the legion they have a big giant legion legionnaire. Or whatever. <laughs> Goddamn JCVD boy. <laughs> and that thing looks kind of strange, but that's okay because it's an alien. It shouldn't just look like some fucking dinosaur or some flat-headed uh, Rodan knockoff. You know, it it uh, it's got its own look. It shoots some weird ass laser shit out its mouth, or you know, it has like laser fucking whips or something that that can kick a turtle's ass. Yeah, uh, orange whips. But uh, yeah, Gamera gets his ass kicked pretty quickly, and then he's out of the movie till the end. So this one, 
is very, very little Gamera. And I think the movie is much better because of it, you know, because you're just building up what this Legion is and what it can do. And this time the humanity is not just sitting back and fucking letting Gamera do all the work. They're figuring shit out too. Uh, good movie. It's the fucking first one. And how many, this is what the ninth one. I, yeah. I think this is the uh, second one that you liked. Yeah. The other one was okay. That one was a step up. I said that one was good for a Gamera movie. Oh, I guess this is the third one. Cause you liked so, the first one too. This one is just a good movie. I would say that this, uh, this one works for me. I don't know. Maybe I think maybe other, a lot of other people might be bored with it. If you just want like, like stupid monsters duking it out. Uh, this one doesn't have a lot of that, but man, I, 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 like I wasn't looking at the clock the whole time. I wasn't, eh, let me fucking read a few panels of a comic and then I'll look up when somebody says something, see if, ah, fuck it. Who cares what they're talking about? But yeah, that stoned chick, she's back. And, uh, it ends real stupid though. <laughs> like Gamera gets like some fucking power that just comes from all over the earth. Like the earth feeds him power and he's able to defeat the big legion. Because uh, his fucking chest rips open. His chest That's opens like he's fucking... fucking Optimus Prime and he has that shit in his chest. Uh, yeah, that was dumb. So yeah, <laughs> you know what? Mark's off for that. This movie can't recommend. No. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah, it's the best one so far. After re-watching these, I think I got the uh, first and third one confused. So, uh, Joe, next week's going to be pretty good. <laughs> Gamera 3. <laughs> Revenge of Iris, if I remember. Who the fuck is Iris? You'll see. Okay. You'll see. But, yeah, this was a good one. Like I've been saying the whole time, uh, this uh, Heisei trilogy is pretty fucking good. I just... Uh, had which ones I like jumbled up. My bad. It's been a minute. Okay. But yeah, I would say uh, watch the trilogy. And Gamera the Brave, from what I remember, is all right. But we'll get to that. All right, Joe. I guess let's just let's let's have them. We'll have them oh, I gotta get rid of that. No, fuck it. We'll just. Fuck it. I don't want to have to fuck with the banner and everything right now. We'll just do it at the end. So they you got to rewind it a little time. Yeah, or I won't. We'll see. All right. So when we last left Spider-Man's in issue 134, is this 135? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. So this one, uh, first of all, it's got what I think is an iconic cover. I always thought this cover looked cool. It's got like a spider on it. And in each of the segments of the spider... It's a, like the character from the story or whatever. And Spider-Man's is jumping through. Pretty cool cover. But yeah. Wasn't but, a fan. I think we had a, one like this before. I like it. But the uh, last time Spider-Man's had been uh, poisoned by the tarantula with his, you know, spiky boots. And the Punisher showed up on that boat that was being hijacked. So here we are. And Spider-Man's too weak. To do anything and the punisher is gonna shoot him and uh kicks him in the dick yeah he gets up he gets his strength back all of a sudden 
and Punisher said, hey, you know what? Sorry, buddy. I misjudged you. Meet me at this place over here in Jersey or something, and we'll talk about it. Shalantula gets away. Punisher turns into a Puerto Rican and jumps into the ocean. Adios, amigos. <laughs> and so does Spider-Man's because the mob turns on him and they're going to kick his ass. Yeah, but Spider-Man doesn't say adios, amigos. Punisher no, he does. does. He does. <laughs> he does. Then Spider-Man's goes home to take a shower, puts his dirty clothes into his drawer, and uh, Harry Osborn, his roommate... He's going through his clothes. You know, I think he was just looking for a condom. Found the Spider-Man's <laughs> costume. Said, I knew it. I knew it was you looking all for along. a condom so he can go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Spider-Man's goes and meets up with the Punisher. And the Punisher, <laughs> he has a film <laughs> of the origin of the Trilantula. He has a fucking film projector. <laughs> And plays the movie. He's a very, he's a very powerful figure in some South American unnamed country. <laughs> he's showing Spider-Man's a movie. I just thought this was dumb shit. Like, how do you get this footage? <laughs> but anyway, the Trilantula was a revolutionary. The Tarantula was a revolutionary. And then uh, the revolutionaries say, no, man, you're, like, too rough. You're a murderer. So he goes and joins the army that uh, the revolutionaries were fighting. But they said, no, man, you can't be torturing people. Just So he kills them, and now he's on the run. And, uh, they, you know, Punisher even has footage of him in the bar, like, recruiting other hoodlums into his, uh, into his gang and shit. And... Well, they go and they fight the Tarantula, and that's the end of the story. I mean, Spider Spider-Man's and Punisher take off their own ways, and uh, and Harry Osborn's going into his dad's warehouse. What's he gonna do there? We'll find out next issue. No, we won't, because next is Giant Size Spider-Man's number two. Fuck. Fuck. But well, another... our numbers kind of lined up fucking for a couple episodes. Fuck. Another middle-of-the-road episode. Nothing special about it or issue. Why the fuck is there already another giant-sized Spider-Man? I told you, they made that quarterly for a while. They did it for maybe... But that was like half. just two issues ago. Yeah. Quarterly means every three months. Oh, it's three months. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You know, like taxes. Yeah, I understand. All right. But before we get to the list, let's just let them. <laughs> Joe, you like lists? <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to enjoy a list or two, Tom. <laughs> nice. You know what? Why don't you uh, go grab a beer? You can do do that. You can go grab a beer and like, nice. uh, hey, but it might be dark and you don't want to wake everybody. All right, up. I'm gonna go put this on while I get a beer. <laughs> nah, dude, you just talk to him about. Grab whatever. your torch, so you don't. Uh, 
don't stumble anything. For those of you that don't know, a torch is what they call a flashlight in uh, England. But uh, hey, guys, uh, something that Tom may or may not have wanted me to share with you, I'm not quite sure, is that after the holiday season, after he's done with all the candy that they have left over, because they don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters out there where they live, but uh, he's going to be doing his best to drop some weight. Uh, he's been very concerned about his health, and he thinks uh, that is going to be the best way for him to uh, prolong this miserable existence that he has. So if you have any recipes, maybe gluten-free, make sure to send them his way. You can uh, private message him on Facebook. You can send them to his email. And, uh, and yeah, man, let, let's help Tom become thinner and, and healthier. You know, do, do guy does a lot for you. Uh, for a price, but uh, you can do something back, you know, to do some good. Oh, Tom grabbed his torch. Oh, this is what it's gonna look like for next week's episode, but now I have to turn the light on because I can't see my list. Maybe. All right. Might well, be I will put the light on. Fuck it. Hold on. Let me just turn this light off. Shit. <laughs> Tell me that I ought to run this shit. God damn it. I'm beginning to think we shouldn't even show the fucking thing. Hey, you're the one that fucking posted all about it everywhere. I know. And droves of people respect gave fucking caring responses like they gave a fuck. Steve's on. Steve's been waiting. Hell yeah, he has been. He's the only one that cares. Yep. You've seen why. <laughs> so, Joe, what's this list? This is our top ten horror-themed games. You know, board games. Video games, the like. So, on my honorable mention list, honorable mention on this monolith. I'm not even drinking. Jeez, uh, I have Bigfoot, the giant snow monster game. And this is a board game where you go around the board, and Bigfoot also gets a turn, and he goes around the board. And you don't want Bigfoot to land on the same place as you, Tom, or you're out of the game. Mm. Then I have another game. This is a kind of a card game. It's called Ghosts and Candy. You're a trick-or-treater, and you're trying to collect candy. And you have cards where you can steal candy from people or, or make That's the candy good. bad. Or you can like uh, put little razor blade pieces. Yeah, in. switch costumes with people, and yeah, it's pretty fun. In case people are just like, "Oh, I want to dress like a lady now." Dude, looks like a lady. Uh, then yeah. I have Alien Isolation. This is a PS4 and five, I guess, game, but uh, it's really good. It's on my honorable mention because I didn't play it for very long. Then I have Bioshock. 
good game too, but I would put it more, you know, halfway in the science fiction realm. It's got a lot of horror elements, but uh, I'd say it's more science fiction-y. Then I have House of the Dead. Fun game, but it's a bit repetitive, so honorable mention. And those are my honorable mentions for horror-themed games, Tom. Those are some honorable mentions, Joe. Mm -hmm. I have the Midway fighting game War Gods. This was a highly sacrilegious game where they pinned a bunch of gods from all different religions and sects and had them beat the shit and <laughs> kill each other and Mortal Kombat-like ways. I would always be Anubis. Number two for honorable mentions, because <laughs> we number them now. <laughs> I have Bio Freaks. It was F period, R period, E period, and so on. Forgot what that stood for, but this was another midway fighting game capitalizing on Mortal Kombat. But uh, what made this one different is you can cut off limbs during the uh, match and you could still fight. And most of the characters could fly and they had like guns and shit. It sucked, Joe. But uh, <laughs> as we talked about before, I'm not big into video games. If it's not Mortal Kombat, I don't really give a fuck. But I thought... No, let's, let's do this and not make every goddamn game Mortal Kombat. So I just kind of stuck to one game through the franchises. And I don't really like games. But anyways, Joe, then I have Medieval. It has some cool imagery and shit in it. Uh, I played it like for fucking 20 minutes. Didn't like the gameplay. Lori played it for maybe two hours and then I sold it. But it has a lot of cool imagery in it. Maybe I'll watch somebody do a fucking playthrough of the game. <laughs> but probably not, because I really don't give a fuck, Joe. And then I have Carnival. Like you, it's another light gun game. But it's a light gun game based in an evil carnival. <laughs> and then I couldn't remember the fucking name of the game. Or even if it was a real fucking game at all. But I'm pretty goddamn sure I played a fucking terrible Godzilla fighting game at some point. And those are my honorable mentions with maybe one made up one. At number 10, I have Splatterhouse. This is a side scroller featuring... Jason, you're Jason. You're just going through and killing stuff. If I remembered that, it would have probably made an honorable mention because I do have the remake. My number 10 is Nightmare Creatures. Uh, it's old-timey England, maybe. I don't know, and dickheads would still wear ponytails with fucking ribbons on the end of them and shit. Arabia. Fuck yeah. And you're uh, just going around and chopping up nightmare creatures. 
forgot what the fucking story was about, but I remember having it and remembering it and fucking a ghoulish good time, I would say, Joe. Yep. Nightmare Creatures. Burp. For PS2, I had a game called Kuon. And I thought, hey, they made a game of Juon, but they couldn't get the rights, so they made this game called Kuon. But uh, I don't know what Kuon means, but this was heavy about Japanese mythology, and there's a story going on. It's real bloody. And then midway through the game, it switches, and you're a different character. And uh, shit comes together at the end. It's pretty cool. Looking it up, I see that it's worth a bit of money now, so I'm going to look for mine. <laughs> oh, I hope I still have this. I should. I should have all. I didn't get rid of a lot of shit, and I should. Kuan. <laughs> Bless you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have uh, Devil May Cry. Not sure which one, but I played a couple of them, and they were fun. It was kind of a Resident Evil ripoff. And when I would play the later Marvel vs. Capcom games, Dante would be one of the characters I'd pick. So, fuck it. So, Devil May Cry on there. I need to fill up spaces. At number eight, I have F-E-A-R. Fear. Don't know what it stands for, but this was a uh, shooter game. You would, like... Go through shit, shoot stuff up, and then a ghost would come up and, you know, like say some cryptic shit, or a little girl ghost would walk by. And uh, this game was pretty cool. Oh, or the lights would just turn off. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, number eight, I have Redneck Rampage. Aliens are invading, taking over the town, and it's up to you. I think it was Earl and Bubba. You got to go on a redneck rampage. It's like Doom. It's actually more like Duke Nukem 3D, but whatever. At number seven, I have Dead Space. You're a robot, and you're going through an empty... uh... A ship that had a distress call, but man, shit, everybody there is dead, and there's fucking monsters going around, and I never finished this game, but I enjoyed it. Number seven. No? Yes? Yes. Number seven. I have Primal Rage. You're dinosaurs or <laughs> punk rock King Kong. You're a lion thing. Shit out of each other. It's like Mortal Kombat, but toned down in your aminals. <laughs> and number six, also for the P- PlayStation 2, I have The Thing. This was a, a continuation. Yeah, I think it was a continuation of The Thing. And you're going around, you're exploring the outpost, and oh shit, the thing's still there, and you're fucked, but you gotta find supplies and you know, build your little weapons and and it's pretty good. Pretty good for a fucking PS2 game. It should re-release mm. this shit. Uh. 
Number six, I have Killer Instinct. Another fighting game with a couple horror-based characters like Saber Wolf or Spinal. Which I would say is a Ray Harryhausen-inspired character, <laughs> but what the fuck? Well, I'm sure it is, Joe. Yeah. At number five, for the PC, that's personal computer, which was my preferred method of playing games, so I didn't play a lot of the console shit, uh, is Clive Barker's Undying. This was good. This was like, yeah, you're going around... <laughs> haunted house and you're like solving the mystery of this evil family and he, there was another Clive Barker game called Jericho or some shit and I had that for the GameCube but that sucked and I didn't play it very often but Undying this was badass yeah I thought it was the fear but I guess it was Undying mm. what are we on number five yes I have Twisted Metal Black. I didn't know if I was going to pick number two or black, but black was spookier, and I don't want to come off as a racist, so I'm going with Twisted Metal Black. Sorry, it's not my number one. At number four, <laughs> for the PC, personal computer, I have I Have No Mouth. And I Must Scream. This is a uh, story based on a Harlan Ellison short story. It's about a uh, artificial intelligence that has just fucked up the world and kept five people alive. And he keeps on putting them through different scenarios and torturing them and making them making their lives hell. Kind of just like makes them own a small business and shit. <laughs> Oh, where's my life going? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't do this forever. <laughs> oh, forever never seems so long. Joe, number four, I have Resident Evil 2. My personal favorite game in the series. How many games in the series have you played, Tom? Two. <laughs> no, I played the first one. I played Resident Evil 2. I've played Nemesis, and I've played the remake of Resident Evil 2. So Resident Evil 2 wins. I also had a Resident Evil 2 shirt when it came out. So Remember the shirts that were packed like a, like a fucking DVD? You know, and you open them up, and it's just like nothing but wrinkles. Like you bought like... Extra large. Great. Yeah. Throw it in the bin, mate. Yeah. At number three, I have, and this is a board game, card game. It's a party game. It's called <laughs> Salem 1692. Oh. You're drinking with a bunch of friends, and you got to, you know, figure out who's the witch. Because it's Salem, and one of you fuckers is a witch. And, it, you know, you got to lie, you know, to, if you're the witch. So nobody fucking figures out that it's you. It's pretty you fun. Know what they say about the witch. It's the season of her? No. But we're off to see her, and we may never, never, never come home. 
Ah, you witch ass. Um, the cool thing about this game is like eight, 12 people can play. Most most board games are like four or five people. And if like you got six people, hey, you're fucked, dude. You got to sit there and watch us play. Ha <laughs> ha, you dumb fuck. Or we can just sit outside and drink. <laughs> Number three. I thought it said Dick 3D. Duke 3D, as in Duke Nukem 3D. Good stuff. There's monsters in it. Yeah, pig alien invasion. <laughs> Rips off lines from horror movies or pseudo horror movies. Got a nod to aliens in there. Yeah, it's not more science fiction, as you would say, but post-apocalyptic. Yeah, you know, more science fiction, as you would say. <laughs> Fun game. At number two, I have zombies. This is a board game or a tile game you lay down tiles and you're trying to escape from zombies and you know you can help out your friends or you can say fuck you man i'm running away when all these zombies are surrounding you it's pretty fun they've got like i don't know it's like a little box thing and they've made fucking i don't know how many of these things you can keep on expanding the tile, the city that you're in or whatever. They've got expansions that are in space and shit. Good shit. Good fun. Yeah, say it with more oomph. In space! Now, the thing with these games is you got to have a good group of people to play with. You know, people that have fun with this shit, you know. So you got to have friends. No. I yeah, do so. You want to hear know. something sad? Never been invited to a Halloween party. So, no, I don't have friends, Joe. Sorry, man. But Red says Resident Evil 5 is good. Yeah, well, Red left. He didn't say too. come on over for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 5 is good. Number two, I have Doom, the original. Fucking good shit. No matter how old I get from time to time, I'll still go back and play that motherfucker. I probably have that thing on like three different platforms. And they're demons, right? They are. Yeah. Damon Wayans. <laughs> or that fuck from Friday Five. Mm -hmm. Fuck Joanna, man. Oh, that's a cool mask, dog. Joanna, what am I doing? Joe the, the Wayans sister, right? <laughs> Moesha Damon. Mm -hmm. Yes. What the fuck was her name? Anyway. At number one, Tom, I have the board game, The Thing, Infection at Outpost 31. This is, again, a deduction game. One of you is The Thing, and during the course of the game, you can infect other people. They're The Thing, too. So by the end of it, you can either escape or everybody can be infected and you're all fucked. Fun game. Fun game. I recommend playing it on the coldest day of the year. Go sit outside. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Bundle up. <laughs> Tax day. After you pull your cock out of that pumpkin, go play the thing game. <laughs> Joe, my number one is the game of life. Wait, I'm sorry. I thought this was our least favorite games. I have... Mortal Kombat Trilogy, 
All the other games would have been Mortal Kombat, but this wasn't a, hey, list your favorite Mortal Kombat games in order, you fuck. So Mortal Kombat, a lot of blood, horrific invasion, fucking storyline, and uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Would recommend. For my money, best game in the series. (laughs) So Joe, next week, or in a couple days, once this is all said and done, we'll talk about a day. But uh, you're going to have to have a few, Joe. Because I don't know how much either one of us are going to be able to watch. So we'll go with something that usually makes us giggles. Giggles, plural. It's gonna. We're going to get a little musical next week, Joe. Oh, shit. <laughs> and we're going to do our top ten Halloween songs. Okay. Can't wait. So until a couple couple few days from now, <laughs> head on over to DW. Hey, wait a minute! You gonna fuck uh, Steve Barry over? No, we got it. Let's just do this, and then okay. we'll get to it. It was all tee-hee-hees before, but hey, now's the time. If you tuned in to see the short, or anybody else wants to, go uh, tell them to tune in now. Because after we close this out, we'll really do it, and then we'll come back and I'll thank a couple people. And if there's anything, we'll get done with that. But for the audio listeners, uh, it'll I think I have it set to premiere tomorrow sometime on the DWN Productions YouTube page. So if you want to see it, go to that page or just type in DWN Productions. Uh-oh. Excuse me, Halloween special, and it will come up. But uh, go to DWN Productions, buy something. Uh, I know not a lot of shit's gonna be happening for November because as everybody knows, not everybody, just the people who give a fuck. We got the Black Friday sale coming up. We'll be having it back this year. We'll be bringing back another five discontinued pieces that you'll only be able to order on the uh, sale and then they'll be banished like the old Capulets or Whatever the fuck, but head on over to dwnproductions.net. Please buy something at full price. Joe, Fast Custom Shirts. Fastcustomshirts.com. Kind of busy, but hey, fuck it. You know, give me something to do. Go ahead and order some shirts. Uh, as Tom said, rolling into November, uh, we have our Black Exploitation Friday sale every year. So all the Black Exploitation shirts will be on sale. Show everybody that you're not racist by wearing a black exploitation shirt. Just don't have to wear them in February. Right. I mean, just, you know, you can wear them for a day or, you know, like, oh, man, my African-American friend is coming over. Let me put this on to show him that I relate. You don't. Mm. You don't. But it's good to make that effort. <laughs> All right. Uh, audio listeners, thank you. See you back in a couple of days. And... Boy, God. The song, children. Oh.